Hi, John from FastXBlog.com. Today, I want to talk about what I think, in my experience, is the difference between good and great writing, generally speaking. But I think for most of us, all we really care about, if you even care about this, is as it pertains to our niche sites and blogs. I care about it. Now, is every article I put out on my site, like, great? No, it's not. There's a lot of just mediocre content out there, and it does its thing. But I am putting in a big effort to improve that. Uh, in other episodes and on the blog and so forth, I talked recently about hiring in-house writers to improve older content and provide better new content. I think they're doing a good job. One of the things that I told them specifically is I really want them to inject their personality and, and jazz up the writing. I don't want boring SEO writing. Okay, so... When it comes down to good versus great, you know, good writing, we recognize good writing. It's grammatically correct. It's informative. It meets the overall expectations. But great writing isn't that, okay? You can actually have great writing that isn't grammatically correct. Now, some critics may take umbrage with that. Go for it. I'd rather read something that grabs me by the throat, that is interesting, that keeps me reading because it's a great story or because it's a great anecdote or it's interesting or funny or whatever, and be littered with spelling and grammatic, uh, grammar mistakes than be all prim and proper and boring as all get out, right? If you catch and enthrall, if you, if you get the attention and keep the attention of your reader and you enthrall them and you excite them or you, you humor them or whatever it is, that is great writing. And I, I make attempts at that with fast acts. I don't think I always succeed. Uh, I do make an effort. I could tell you. I could tell you this. I don't really talk about fast acts as a business much because it's not. I mean, I, I don't really like the idea of using the very blog I talk about business as as an example of a business. But it's where I do most of my writing. Okay, I outsource most of the writing for my other new sites. I I do write for them, but not. Not like fat stacks, okay? So what I can tell you from experience that when I started writing more for the newsletter and really trying to inject some personality and let my guard down, sales went up, engagement went up, open rates went up, sign-up rates went up. In fact, people were telling people were telling and still are people about my newsletter, their friends to join. So great things happen when you put out good content, which is um, it, it took a while. It wasn't overnight. It wasn't like one cool newsletter and all of a sudden, you know, the barbarians were at the gate. It takes a long time, but it's been worth it. And most importantly, I enjoy it. Okay, so I've, I've already alluded to really what, what I think is the secret to great writing, and that is let your guard down. Uh, law school probably ruined my writing for a long time. It's very factual. It's very dry. It's, it's stick to the points. It's It's argument. And, you know, if you submit a legal argument to the court and it's all peppered up with emojis and fun uh, emotional writing, they're not going to be impressed. So I've been formally trained to essentially write in a way that's not good for the web. And so I've unlearned that. Now, I probably picked up a lot of good writing habits and practices as a result of law school as well. It certainly wasn't a bad thing, but, you know, it, I definitely had to, had to adjust the way I write. So let your guard down. And... You know, I can kind of remember when I started doing this, but to, you know, to, to paint an example, uh, when I was in college, I, I had jobs all through college. I had jobs in high school. And it was, I, I always kind of liked the restaurant industry. I wanted to, you know, I had a, a dishwasher as a young, young guy in high school, I had bus tables. And then I knew, you know, ultimately, like being a server, 
is where the good money was. The tips are, the tips can add up to a lot of money in a night, and it was exciting. And so I wanted to do that, but it's hard to get a server job when you don't have experience. So, uh, and I didn't have any. So, but I, I decided, well, I'll go to a restaurant that's not very busy and that are, that's looking for servers. I, I knew I wouldn't make much money, but at least I'd get the experience. And so I went to a hotel uh, restaurant. <laughs> And I knew they weren't busy, and, and they hired me. And she, she was actually even a little bit reluctant because I, uh, I didn't have the experience. But anyway, she hired me and gave me a shot. I was bad. <laughs> I'm not going to kid you. I was terrible. I, I mean, you've seen me on video. You've listened to me here. I'm, I'm not exactly, uh, you know, a performance type of person. I'm, a, I'm an introverted person. I'm, I'm not a performer. It's not in my nature. And so I was, I was very wooden at the tables, uh, flustered, uh, you know, you're trying to learn the menu yourself and, and get all these questions and you don't know the answers and you get flustered. It's a very difficult thing. And I wasn't very confident. I was worried about getting fired and all of those things. And so anyways, I was terrible. I was a terrible when I went out. I trained for a week. Training's easy because you're just sort of tailing some guy. But eventually you're thrown onto your first table and it's a disaster. And so fortunately I was, I worked with a guy who was really nice and, uh, he was a writer, actually, interestingly enough, a good writer. He was a bartender. Uh, he was a server. He'd, he'd done the whole restaurant gambit. And, and he, he told me, you know, you just, you just have to, like, let your guard down and treat this like a performance, you know, this whole serving thing. And you can be anybody you want to be. You just, you know, you just talk to them. And, and that made sense to me. And I never had a job where I had to do that. I always sort of angled for jobs where I'd just sort of be more on my own. Uh, but I gave it a shot, and it worked, and it really, really worked. And 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 the, so the serving table became this performance, and I did let my guard down. And and it's not like I I became this whole other different person. I just became, uh, I don't even want to say I went into character, but I, I just would I, I I put on my server hat, and it was sort of like you know I could hype the food, and I could hype the experience, and I could welcome people and, and just try to make it fun. And I even came up with a few jokes here and there that worked. And so when I did that, like my tips were, ended up being really good. My manager was, was thrilled with what I was doing and, and it was really good. But the restaurant didn't, wasn't very busy and it never really made any, all that great of money there. It was hit and miss. It really was just there to, for hotel guests. And so I had my eye on the restaurant I wanted to work at. It was like the hop in place. Uh, the, the, the checks were big. They drank the booze. All the things that lead to a big check and high tip. So eventually once I had this experience under my belt, I applied there. kind of felt bad about it because they took a chance on me. But anyways, I did get in at the other restaurant and I was thrilled because I knew I'd make good money. And I was right. I did make a lot of money there uh, for a server. And, you know, I just, you know, I had a lot of fun with it. It was a little nerve wracking at first because you got to learn the menu and all that. But anyways, I let my guard down and, and it made all the difference in the world. And it's the same, I, I did the same thing with my writing. You know, you, you just, I just sort of let it down and just be like, just, just throw me in there, write about myself. I mean, I don't want to get too personal. This is not like therapy or anything. Uh, but just, hey, just, you know, have fun with it. And, and I think when you do that, it, just adds a certain energy to the writing. And that's what becomes great writing. And just like I actually became a great server, and I, and I actually believe that. I don't, I don't think I'm being a braggart saying that. I was a very good server. I got excellent tips. I was told that 
uh, over and over that that it was a good experience. I mean, you know, I mean, there is a point to how good of a server you can be. You just, you know, you deliver food. But I, I gave the people a great experience, and that was important to me. And it's the same thing with my email and my writing. I want people to have a good experience with it rather than just be like, okay, well, uh, in this email, uh, you know, be sure to check out this, and oh, here's my new blog post in here. But, you know, instead, you know, talk about my days waiting tables, kind of like this podcast. Talk about that. Maybe some of you never waited tables, so you have no idea what it's like, but perhaps some of you have, and it's going to resonate. And if you haven't, well, you, you learn something. And it's, it's a fun industry, the whole restaurant industry. I must say it's fun, fun when you're younger as a, as a fun job to have. I did it for years. Uh, anyways, don't regret that at all. That, to me, is, is, makes the difference between good and great writing. And I, I challenge you, I suggest to you to make an effort in the content that you do write and as well as the people you hire to write for you to do this. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's a personality. I, you know, my, my best in-house writer who's worked with me a long time, I, I kind of I learned a lot reading her stuff because it was almost like her stream of consciousness like just being thrown out onto the, onto the computer screen. And it was funny and it was insightful. And she definitely backed everything up with really good research. It's, it's not like... You can just do this without any research. Uh, you know, you still got to apply all the, the fundamentals of putting out a good article. You're just making it great by adding some pizzazz and personality and humor and whatever it is that you think your strength is at. I can tell you this. I'm, I'm not particularly great at it. I think I've got a, a decent sense of humor. If you can be funny, if you can be funny in your content consistently, do it, okay? Even if it takes a little bit longer. People love to read funny, even if it's your, your, like your general, whatever niche, it's an informative niche, it's not a typical, it's not a meme niche, it's not a typical niche that you would equate as being a, a humorous niche. If you can write with humor and make people chuckle and you can do that daily, you will have a big audience very, very quickly. Uh, go check out greaterfool.ca, okay? It's a, it's a guy in Canada, it's geared for Canadians, it's a real estate and investment website. A lot of Americans read. This guy gets millions of readers every month, and most of them are repeat. Okay, they come every day, tons and tons of, check the volume, uh, comment count. I mean, this is like the dream site. He's not the most informed guy, he doesn't put the most charts out there, he doesn't give you the most statistics or the, the, the best opinions as to what you should buy and when to buy and all that. He wraps up interesting real estate and, and investing content and ideas that would normally be boring, but he's funny. He's really, really funny. And as a result, people read him every day without fail. I'm one of them. I think he's a riot. I, I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I think he's a riot. If you can be funny, be funny. Thanks for listening.